Hey you guys, welcome to Girl Friday. In today's episode, I kind of just want to sit and talk to you guys about my history with sex work. And I kind of want to be as candid as possible um, because it, it can be a little bit difficult trying to find someone to open up because we don't want like our family to find out and that can be very difficult. Like. I totally understand coming from like a Mexican Catholic as family with hard-working parents like it's not easy to say oh I do sex work it's a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of people and it has put a damper in my relationships um, as far as like men not wanting to date me because I'm doing that, which is totally understandable. Um, or me not wanting to do it if I'm dating, uh, which causes me to lose money. And then most times I'm kind of just wasting my time with the men or it could be my skewed view on relationships. I'm not too sure. Um, I recently started becoming, like, California sober, so weed only, um, and that's kind of for another episode, but in doing that, I am kind of exploring my new relationships with, um, sugar daddies differently, um, whereas back in the day I would use alcohol to kind of cope during my dates or to kind of you know cope at a strip club um or even to like make content and collab with girls you know but so yeah so I started sex work in Gee, I don't know what year it was, but I was 19, so that was like nine years ago, so let me do the math. <laughs> okay, so 2013 or 14, I feel like it was like 14, um, I was living in Austin, Texas, and I was going to college. Um, and I was honestly working at McDonald's because I was so nervous. I had, I was, I was coming off of Xanax cold turkey and I only did it so I can focus on like in college because my senior year was terrible and I couldn't solve X to like if my life depended on it, even though I was so good at math. So, um, I decided to take a vow of not taking Xanax anymore and just focusing on school, which was great. So, yeah, so I was a little bit, like, just very anxious and, like, fragile. And so I had already worked at McDonald's as a teen. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, I know I can get a job here. I'm just gonna get a job here. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and they put me in the back taking money, which was like the best because I'm just taking money but I started to have legit panic attacks at McDonald's like I was like oh my god like am I gonna be here forever no I better not and um I knew I always wanted to be a screenwriter so I was like 
how am I gonna do that like if I'm working here like I literally had panic attacks and I ended up quitting because I was so depressed with the fact that I wanted to achieve more and I think that just comes from me being a highly emotional person um so yeah shortly after I kind of just did babysitting again um which I did in in high school as well and I was a nanny which paid like 23 an hour which was amazing and and um just at the time you know and then I had some friends that were uh living in San Marcos going to Texas State and they pretty much were like dancing at the time and uh, they were telling me like hey like you should just be a dancer like us and I was like no (laughs) I don't think so and then they were like well if you're going to 6th street and dancing on a stranger for free you might as well do it for money they pretty much put it in a perspective of like why wouldn't you get money to party and I was like okay well that kind of makes sense like maybe I'm just you know being too judgmental about dancers so I remember like I kind of kept that in the back of my head and one summer I was in Houston and I was like I was actually in really good shape and I was like in a really good like state of mind but obviously I needed some money not desperately either which was good of me and then I had some friends in Houston from my high school that were dancing in Houston as well and they were like oh well you should just come try out with us like we'll walk you through the process and I was like okay um so I started out at cover girls in in Houston and it was it was scary because Houston is more intense but I didn't know then and and in retrospect I wasn't as scared because I was with like friends from high school and to be honest um I think the first day like my friend kind of fucked me over we went to VIP with these guys and they were supposed to pay us like I don't even know what the amount was like it was a little amount like I think it was like 300 or something we didn't do anything we just like danced and then um but my friend went on stage and she's like hey can you stay with the guys until I come back I was like yeah and then I had to go on after her so I was like hey can you know can you do the same for me she's like yeah so I went on stage and when I came back the guys were gone she's like oh they left they only paid me she's like they paid me 600 and I was like what well it was three each like I remember them saying that and she's like yeah no and I was like oh and it was kind of really weird to have like fellow sex workers at the time kind of just scheme behind your back in order to come up like I don't know what they were going through um I mean yeah I don't know what she was going through but anyways I ended up making $500 that night like I got blessed and as soon as I made it I remember I had to drive back to Austin so I just felt better that I made money like left with $500 like I've never done that anywhere like McDonald's paychecks a day were like $70 so I was like beyond blessed and 
I drove to Houston, I mean to Austin, and that's when I met up with the, my friends from San Marcos that were telling me to dance in Austin, and like later on that week, and I went to, so then I started working at Yellow Rose at 19 with them. Uh, I would specifically go with one of them at night. She would pick me up. And I remember during these times is when I, I think I kind of started to relapse. So I would take like a quarter of a Xanax or I would drink just to kind of loosen up and let the anxiety go. So yeah, I started out at Yellow Rose at 19 and I remember taking shots secretly. And I I was working at night and I remember leaving with like $700 each night. Like it was so good. But I don't know how I did it because I was so young and so nervous. And like I didn't know my worth. Like I didn't know anything. I didn't like do anything sexual during these times. And honestly, most, like, 90% of my, um, day stripping, I was, like, not having sex or, you know, giving BJs, um, which I'm very thankful for, um, which is how one is supposed to be. But, so yeah, I would take some shots, I remember, and, and they would see me and they knew I was underage, so the managers would get mad. And then I got a DWI, like it was really weird. Um, then I got really depressed and I went back and started working more because I needed to pay off my lawyers to dismiss these DWIs. Uh, they caught me drinking again and they like fired me, which is totally understandable now that I think about it. So then I started working at Landing Strip, which is like... I wouldn't say ghetto because Yellow Rose was like the most prestige at the time just because it wasn't like stuck up like Palacio and it wasn't like ratchet like Chicas Bonitas or like old and lame like P10. So yeah, next to it I think would be Landing Strip like because it was full of like beautiful women of different ethnicities so they also had like a deal it was ten dollar dances on tuesdays i think so yeah i was working there it was i made so many regulars there and regulars that i kept for years which i'm so thankful for too okay so before stripping though i i think i do remember trying out being a sugar baby but I had a really bad experience the second time I only did it twice so first time this guy that was a writer wouldn't tell me his name or anything who he was but he took me to the movies and he'd give me $200 or then like the second time we went out to brunch at the Four Seasons on Sunday and he'd give me $200 just to have brunch with him and it was just really weird like I was like cool this is the best like (laughs) I would never make this in a day at McDonald's. (laughs) But the second one was really weird. I guess I'll save this story for another time. I kind of took a break from that because I realized like I'm too young. I don't know what's going on here. And so then that's when I resorted to dancing. So, okay, fast forwarding back to landing strip where I made a bunch of regulars and 
I was kind of struggling with maintaining a certain weight. Like I wasn't trying to maintain a weight, but I was constantly a little ch on the chunkier side. Um, just because I was so worried, like recovering from dancing, like after a night of dancing, recovering mentally is a lot of work that I don't think I had time to recover physically or pay attention to my physical needs or like my metabolism or like you know or what my body likes you know or what it needs um self-care was also I neglected it a lot I mean I had to because of dancing like you had to get your nails done and you had to do this and you had to do that but I took a long time and in like giving myself self-care I think I would hoard most of my money which was in retrospect good um like I think at 21 I had ten thousand dollars saved up because I would just hoard my money when I could have literally there was a lot of um not a lot but there was some times of drama I I mainly stayed away from friendships at the club just because I learned from my experience in Houston that like people aren't always looking out for you at the club I mean never are they looking out for you at the club so I just didn't want to mix my relationships um I I was friendly with a lot of the girls at landing strip which was nice um to have that amnesty and support and um yeah from landing strip i think like i worked there like three a good three years and then on the fourth year i think i got fired for like i remember smoking with the customer in my car after work and they caught us hotboxing and they just like accused me of like a number of things and i was like oh my god and then they fired me and i was like great and then uh, I think I like I either went to Yellow Rose and worked there for like a couple months until they fired me because at Yellow Rose they're really strict they don't let you leave early which you're a freelancer you're supposed to leave early um but there's a manager there I won't say names but he literally thinks he's a pimp and so I'd be like, hey, I have to go home early today. And he'd be like, we'll see. And then time comes and I'm like, hey, can I go? No. And so I remember just leaving and he fired me. And I was like, great. So I gave up sex work at Landing Strip. I worked there for three years, like I said. And when I, I think the fourth year that I worked there was like a year after. Like, I think I took a break because after the three years, I graduated, finally got rid of my DUIs. Like, I was like, okay, let me go back to Houston. Got in a relationship with my, like, high school sweetheart, moved in with him, didn't work out, went back to my mom's, applied for an apartment, an AV tech job in Austin, and I got a Approved, and then I got hired and then I applied for FAFSA for a Pell Grant like to continue school and a Pell Grant is pretty much where they just give you money to go back to school like you don't have to pay it back like the government just wants you to go back to school so I had like everything lined up for me to just keep 
working on myself and I figured like I might as well go back to landing strip which I did and then I got fired that so this was in 2017 by 2018 I had rented a room for $500 instead of paying full rent and I remember I got fired shortly after but I was like thank god I'm only paying $500 and then the pandemic hit and my AV tech job declared bankruptcy and they owed me $2,000 which was not good and I was like great like the strip clubs are like everything's closed like I'm doomed thank god I have money saved like thank god this rent's only $500 like I was just in the worst little rut and so then I was like jokingly was like well great I'm gonna join OnlyFans because it was like super new there was already some girls like on there prior to the pandemic but I remember making a joke about it and got on and then everyone started get making an OnlyFans which is great and through OnlyFans I feel like I explored myself sexually and I was more confident with my body and how my vagina looked like I was also just at home during the pandemic like everyone else so I was doing a lot of self-care and in getting to know my sexuality you know I guess my feminine energy was coming out more which was good also since my image was more prominent for the world I was focused more on my appearance and what I stood for as a person in general so I started working on myself even more having an OnlyFans I found myself investing a lot in like background and cameras or phone or obviously outfits you do that in dancing too but just more of like the production aspect of things I was investing more I remember making a thousand a month and I was like okay I'm just gonna find a better spot now that my lease is ending and for a thousand which is what I'm making and then the rest you know I was still meeting up with guys and doing like private dances at home like I would I bought a pole and then I would just give them dances at my house during the pandemic which was amazing so I was like okay whatever I make out of that that'll be my spending money and it'll be good so got a I found a place that was for a thousand dollars and it was brand new it was a studio because Austin started getting a little bit expensive during this time I also felt really claustrophobic in the $500 room that I was renting which is why I wanted my own place it was it was a really nice studio to be honest but I decorated it so good for my OnlyFans and I started just making a bunch of content and yeah I was making a thousand a month for like was making a thousand a month consistently for like the first 10 months of me having an OnlyFans which was amazing because that really just got ran out of the way um but thankfully right before I moved into that spot my friend had hit me up this girl I met at landing strip a long time ago like er my early days met her briefly she was like, hey, I'm moving to California tomorrow. Do you want to come? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and then I never talked to her again. And so she hit me up during the pandemic and she was like, hey, can I come over and hang out? 
and i was like yeah i'm not dancing anymore she's like why let's try chicas bonitas it's so easy and my sister works there and i was like okay well i'm down to go with you it's always easier when you go with someone and so we like went and i remember we made like 250 200 um and then we like left and we did we went to like a sketchy place i don't even want to talk about it it was like an underground sixth street after hours it was like sixth street shit and i get triggered by sixth street um but yeah so i continued working at chicas bonitas for like four weeks i'm telling you this was like the time that i was working the av jobs and they owed me two thousand dollars and then the pandemic hit and then they declared bankruptcy and i was just like great like nothing was open i wasn't like loyal to chicas anyway i kind of like being the new girl though there's perks of being the new girl and then there's also cons of being the new girl at the strip club like okay the cons would be you don't know the territory you don't know the people yet the regulars you don't know whose toes not to step on you don't know your managers well i feel like that's but the pro is that you're the new girl and so when people go in there especially regulars they're like who's she and uh you kind of have more energy too because you're ready to look like learn the territory learn who comes or see new regulars etc etc but pretty much it's like different like sex work is different like the illusion that someone is at the strip club all day like in there is kind of like a turn on for men so it's like they don't get tired of you like they'll come in tomorrow or next week when you work or two days after you worked and they're kind of like hiding in there with you so it's kind of like a different sexual experience so i learned pretty much how to orgasm at 22 and i guess that came from my parents catching me masturbating at 13 and then me never watching porn ever so in high school when i was sexually active i didn't even know what i was doing like people were like oh she's a hoe but i literally was just getting rammed like i didn't know how to orgasm so i learned that and i learned that right before sugar baby date i had played with this vibrator I had just got and then you know figured it out um but also the strip club has taught me a lot about what i like because strip clubs are like passionately sexual um because of the music and the dancing so i learned like what kind of positions i like to be in pretty much um because even if i wasn't doing the act like I would still orgasm there. My sexual experiences were revolved around like sex work and not really like romantic relationships, which hasn't always been easy for me to deal with. During these times as a stripper, sugar baby or whatever, I have had boyfriends and if i'm like serious with them like i try and find an actual job which doesn't last long and then they end up like cheating or doing something and it's just like a big waste of my time 
there's just no balance between maintaining a relationship and doing sex work or it is really hard to do that um, some people manage to do just fine but for the most part it's hard I feel like because they're more dominant person like personality wise maybe so they kind of know how to balance or maybe they're more emotional like less emotional so they kind of know how to balance their emotion emotions in both areas but I didn't I feel very passionate about one or the other so it's always hard for me to choose and and return it doesn't really give the guy trust which is dumb like I get that we're around other guys all day but these guys don't mean like one single thing I literally could probably just name like one person's name that I know and that's because I've known him for like four years as a customer but I don't know anyone's name like I know there's zodiac sign but yeah so I kind of do want to talk more about how to be a stripper and stripper tips in another episode I want to talk about the rest of my sex work journey on here okay so I worked at Chicas Bonitas for like three weeks and then this new club opened up called Red Rose I was at Chicas for like three weeks and then for a month I started at this new club opened up in Austin which was called Red Rose so like I remember when I said before I was working at Yellow Rose initially and um later on during my sex work um like four years later uh well they made a Red Rose and it was actually on South Congress it was a different strip club I forgot what it was called the strip club was like a really weird strip club that no one went to at all so when they remodeled it and renamed it like to Red Rose which everyone knows Yellow Rose is a top club in Austin um so making a sister club was gave it more exposure um everyone went and a lot of my customers were like oh have you tried Red Rose have you been to you should go to Red Rose I heard they're hiring girls it's new and then the friend that I went to 6th Street with and she took me to Chica she was like hey I'm working at Red Rose now and I was like yeah some of my regulars told me I should go and she's like yeah and then so I ended up going I got hired right away because I knew so the managers there they were like they were like bar backs or something at Yellow Rose like I just knew them from Yellow Rose so they were now managers which was even better because they were way more respectful and like closer to my age so not like old school pimps like some managers are at Yellow Rose um so Red Rose was such a vibe like such a vibe like not only was it better than yellow rose it had younger better managers that were just like newly entrepreneurs in austin and then it had like the hottest girls like a mix of like landing strip a mix of like yellow rose girls and like some p10 girls like one or two like a sprinkle of them and like there weren't many palazzo girls because i think like palazzo people like stick to palazzo it's so weird (laughs) um so yeah it was just us old yellow rose landing strip like cute girls like all the it girlies at the time 
and it was so fun like i remember because they would promote it a lot and it was a it was a nightclub not a strip club quote unquote so a lot of people would look up this nightclub like bachelor parties it would also get promoted like try red rose you know for people that were coming into town so every business person was there and and even though landing strip was closer to the airport south congress was not far off so a lot of people would go there and especially if they were in town for business they would be downtown so south congress is like the street that leads since it closed because of the pandemic things were kind of weird depressing that's when i was doing OnlyFans and i moved into my new apartment so fast forwarding to that a couple of months later they lifted the mandate to close all of these businesses and so they started reopening up and we all went and worked and i even caught covid there it was really weird weird times and then they reopened again and then worked there and i was kind of, it was kind of weird because people weren't trusting that strip clubs were going to be open and they had a, lo- a lot of rules like you had to keep your mask on and a lot of the dancers would freaking like because being on stage is so so much work like you sweat and like it's a lot of like you don't, you're sweating and you're out of breath and your body like it's so much physical work and with a mask on it was intense at weird times and i wasn't sure that people were going to come to the club because no one really trusted that strip clubs were going to make it and it was kind of pointless to be partying at this during this time luckily i was doing good because i was selling cabanas so the the vips were 300 for the room 400 for the girl minimum for an hour so I was, you know, with people who were ready to spend that, which was really nice. In order to get a VIP, you have to get a waitress to get it for you. So I would always go to this waitress that I really liked. Her name was Amber. And when she'd get us the VIP, she'd get tipped a lot and then I'd get paid. So it was a win-win. I kind of just really liked her because she was really nice. And also the waitresses kind of like help you. Like they'll be like, oh, I have this customer coming in or oh, this customer just bought this, this and that. And so to be honest, like looking back, I did not know my worth at all. And I didn't have fun with the idea of making money because these guys are there to spend money it's like when they go to a casino you know i wasn't selling a lot of vip rooms so it was kind of like a slow time and one day amber was working and she kind of introduced me to this girl she wasn't dancing at the time but she was just there at the strip club she wasn't working at the strip clubs but she was definitely doing sex work and i was like okay like what and then i remember the friend that took me to sixth street that i worked at chicas bonitas with and then red rose with she kind of fucked me over again we got into this big brawl and it was just crazy and i was going through it like mentally because i introduced her to like this guy who lived in la jolla (laughs) from my childhood 
And I was still so innocent about money at the time. Like, I'm not kidding. I wasn't aware. And a lot of people didn't put me on. Like, I remember if I brought a friend to strip with me, I'd put her on, like, that. Like, I'd tell her all this information. It would probably be too much to process, but I'd guide her every step of the way for her not to make any mistakes, like, or be fooled or intimidated in any way. But no one kind of did that for me. And so I was just really innocent. And so point of the story is the guy I introduced her to, she was just like crazy. So um, I guess I stopped talking to him because he was kind of into her behind my back. It was really weird. And then she had a boyfriend, but it was like they were like kind of trying to, I could just tell intuitively. So I was just like going through it because I was like, wow, like no one has my back right now. No one's honest. And I was like kind of kind of in a really down spot i started skating i was like fully vegan i lost a bunch of weight um and then i remember taking a break from dancing and working at sprouts like voluntarily not even for a relationship and um and then i hung out with that girl that i met at the strip club through the waitress one day she was like yeah come over let's take pictures i was like yeah i, I do photography but I wasn't doing it anymore and I don't even think she's even seen my photography because it is really good and I I still haven't really even photographed her but I was like I do photography she's like no we'll just get a photographer and I was like okay and then I went over and like the way she lived was like nothing I've ever seen so it wasn't even like I was taking notes I was just like in awe and processing a lot mentally and then for me to see how she lived through her eyes and what she went through really put me in her position almost um and she really didn't tell me where she got these customers but she would tell me like you know she sees more than one person a day and I remember being ashamed if I did that or like it was too trashy if I did that but I had to separate my feelings from like attaining money so I was like okay if it's not a big deal then I can just be a sugar baby and maybe have two guys that I could see a day or like you know more often like more guys a week you know so I started doing kind of what she did but not on the same forum and it wasn't until like a couple months later into our friendship I was telling her I was gonna move to San Diego and she moved from San Diego to Austin so it was really weird and then um it's like we were switching lives literally and metaphorically I'm not even kidding um but one of her customers like one time she was like hey I really like this customer don't you know flirt with him right I was like dude I got you I remember she went somewhere and he was telling me she's like hey so do you do the same thing as she does I was like no he was like so you're not on this site and he like named the site so I was like no and he was like oh you should make it and I was like oh okay and like I kind of didn't make it I waited a little bit but then I ended up making it so I became an escort at this point and I was doing it in San Diego which was not good it was it was really good in Austin at the time and um not good in san diego because we're close to the border so most guys like just went to mexico and like underpaid these beautiful women Ugh. and um 
so yeah i kind of stopped doing it in la because i did it in la but there's so many beautiful women in la and my ad doesn't really stand out it does by me being petite but um so i kind of just am doing sugar baby still but so like I said, I'm kind of like at a turning point because of my sobriety to where I'm really trying to manifest slash search for someone who is really like honest and like consistent and doesn't treat me disposable or like or like I'm their budget or I'm like their bargain deal so they can get more of me like through other women. And then, you know, something short-term. Like, I don't want none of that. I want something, like, almost like the movies. Like, where, you know, I want it, I get it. And if I need help, they help. Which, I've always been very independent, so I don't like that. But I think, I, I don't know. Maybe it's time for me to be more, have more honest relationships as far as, like, having a sugar daddy and um something more healthy which i do freelance i go to like nice places and then i find someone and i did meet someone who i text a lot which just doesn't happen unless it was the guy that i'm telling y'all about that i met at the club that was a regular for like three years i don't really keep tabs with anyone like this but he's really cute i have faith that he's gonna come back to la and spoil me but it's really nice to kind of build these honest relationships i don't even know why i'm getting emotional but it's just been so weird to kind of realize like i don't have any romantic relationships and i've just been intimate with these guys but i mainly do it so i can have time to write and not have a panic attack at mcdonald's and it's been rewarding in so many ways i have been able to break through the stigmas of money now like if i want something i get it i don't even think about the price and that took me a long time to do that's something very new but i've also invested in myself as far as like designer clothes or my body you know like self-care my hair my teeth and it has just led me to be more like aware of my hygiene and my health and my just like metabolism everything i can like everything i take in and how how i am like value myself and what i like and respect that i also don't miss being at the strip club you know rejected by men because at the strip club you have to go up to them so you might not be a lot of people's type it's been nice not dealing with that because your confidence gets crushed a lot of times, but you have to kind of find your inner bad bitch again. So yeah, I'm just going to leave it here. Um, but thank you for listening to this episode. I plan to do more episodes about some sex work stories and just tips and tricks and other stuff too. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening.